Hey everyone, and welcome to the More Melanin Podcast. I'm Tish. And I'm Lydia. And we're so excited to have you join us today. Before we get started, we would love if you would give us a follow on whatever podcast system you're listening to us on, and also head over to our Instagram, The More Melanin Podcast, and follow us there for updates. Should we start the episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be good. Should we maybe, like, do this little podcast thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Tish, tell us what we're talking about today. Today, we are going to be speaking about Jesus in 2021. Yes. Jesus 2021. I can't believe we're almost in 2022. Like, oh, where, 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 right? Like, honestly, Lydia, honestly, honest to goodness, I feel like we went from 2020 to 2022. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly. Like I feel like I'm not even done processing 2020. Like I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 2021, I'm like, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Where did you come from? And why do you think I'm paying attention to you? Yeah. Nope. We're just going into 2022. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Well, this weird year has been very strange for me, Tish. I haven't worked in six months. It's oh my gosh. It, I know. Like I don't. I don't know anything anymore. <laughs> like I, I just. <laughs> My life is so different right now than what it was last year to even right. what it was six months ago. I'm just like, everything's just so different. I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But like, yeah, today I want to talk about Jesus. I wanted to talk about all things Jesus today because you know what? Here's the thing. I think, and I kind of feel like this too. I don't know if you ever feel like this, but mm-hmm. like talking about faith or religion can always kind of be like, Ooh, like you never, I never know how someone's going to take it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's weird because my faith in Jesus is literally my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I don't know why I'm like, oh, I don't know if somebody's going to appreciate this when it's like, I don't care if you appreciate it or not, because without Jesus, I would die. So, yeah. you yeah. know, so yeah. I just kind of wanted to, this is a way of me like speaking out about it and yeah. being bold with it in order yeah. to shake that weirdness, because yeah. honestly, like, I feel like Jesus is so relevant like for me more now than ever mm-hmm. um, especially what we've gone through in the past couple of years it's yes. just it's really unlocked I feel yeah. like a deeper relationship yeah. with God that has so gone beyond like religion and tradition yeah. and mm-hmm. this is how, what I was brought up to do it was like especially in the past couple years it's been like so what are you gonna do when you can't actually attend a church like Hmm. what does your relationship with Jesus actually look like yeah and I think that it really put I'm gonna say all of us in a position to question that yeah like do I love Jesus because I go to church Mm. or do I attend church because I love Jesus like what what is it what do you think yeah totally like I, I would agree that, that, you know, the past year has really changed, um, to me what it, what it means to walk out my faith and like, 
uh, have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. It looks to me, it looks much different than it, than it did before. And like how I, how I feel about it, how I relate to it has changed. Um, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, I also do like really feel that tension of like, you know, people maybe not wanting to talk about it, but it's also my entire life. Like the person right. that I am, the happy-go-lucky, bubbly person that people like to be around, like you literally wouldn't have that if it if it wasn't for Jesus. Like right. I actually would not be able to be my true self if it wasn't for knowing Jesus. And I can say right. that like without hesitation, absolutely and completely, because like for me, having Jesus in my life, frees me to be myself right because before I like before I really started taking my faith seriously I had so much fear right um and I still do but having a relationship with Jesus actually frees me to move through the fear so much easier than I did without him yes (laughs) do you know what I mean or like without having that like personal connection right um but yeah, the, the pandemic has also really changed things. I don't even know where to begin with this. Yeah. There's just there's so much to unpack. But like, I'm I'm totally with you. Where where, you know, there people always say this thing that there are two things you don't talk about at the dinner table or like you know in those situations, and that's politics and religion. And for <laughs> right. me, I'm like, okay, cool. But also, this thing that most people would consider religion is just my everyday life because. <laughs> Right. I, I live like I, I need Jesus every moment. And so right. like that might, that's a religion to a lot of people. But for me, it's just like, it's like people who call their mom every day. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is right. like Jesus is my family. Right. Cause he's my life. So right. yeah. 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 No, I think that like, and, and, and here's the thing. I, I, hate the word religion I literally I can't Mm -hmm. I cannot stand it and I think when I think religion I think of something very stuffy unapproachable right very distant yeah um something that I do because you know people in my family made me do it so we go to church we stand up we sit down we stand up, we sit down, we listen yeah. to somebody drone on about something that's not relevant to our lives. Girl. <laughs> and we go home. And or yeah. we um go to church on Christmas because that's what we do. Or we go to church on Easter or when somebody dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like it's just very religion is very stuffy to me. And I hate it. I can't, I can't stand it. And I'm gonna you know, assume and go as far as to say that Jesus hated religion too. Like I personally believe he did, (laughs) you know, and I think that there's evidence to back that up. Yes. I think that there's a lot of evidence to back that up. And, um, for, for myself, especially, and I'm, I'm with you, like, it's, it's, it's like, where do you even start with this? Yeah. (laughs) But I think the most relevant for me is would be 2020, 2021. Okay. Um, because up until that point, like, yeah, I would attend church on Sundays. And, you know, it was great because, I mean, when I used to attend attend my previous church before I moved out of the province, mm-hmm. um, it was very much like, you know, I, I, we, we go and we worship and I may listen to the sermon if I, you know. 
haven't heard it before. And um, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> and then we go home, right? Like that was that was it. But my husband and I would always talk about: Is there more to this? Like, mm-hmm. like shouldn't we be doing more than what we are? And listen, I love the church. I love the church. Don't love denominations. I love the church. Girl, um, yes. I, I think <laughs> it's really important um, because it's it's biblical. It's biblical to come together. Yes. It's biblical yes. to have community. Like that. that is church. Uh, but yes. I think that over I'm going to pause you for a quick second. Yeah. I just want to say for those that may not understand our lingo, uh, that when yes. we say words like biblical, we mean that um, there's biblical evidence to support living a certain way. So right. when Tish says that, you know, gathering is biblical, it just means that these are the instructions in the Bible for us to do. Yes. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Christianese um, is a thing and honestly, we need interpreters. <laughs> and honestly it is. And I, I, and I hate Christianese too. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it because I always walk into a new church thinking when I listen to somebody speaking is somebody who has no concept of church going to understand yeah. anything mm-hmm. when they walk in here, right? Yeah. And sometimes I don't even realize that I still carry that language, yeah. right? So I'm glad that you stopped me there because <laughs> yeah. that's important. It's hard not to have that language. We're so like, like steeped in it. So anyway, continue your point. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. So like I um, going into, uh, we and it, you and I and, and, our sister and Tom and the people that have been close to us yeah. have always kind of been like, there's more than this. Like yeah. there has to be more than just going <laughs> to church on a Sunday yeah, and going home. Right. And yeah. 2020 and 2021 really challenged that um, yeah. because having a relationship with Jesus, when we say that it's like, and we've, we use this analogy before, if you're dating somebody hopefully you talk to them more than once a week hopefully <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah right um and so uh, for for myself in my life the reason i talk <clears throat> say relationship is because i mean he jesus is involved in every area every aspect of my life yeah um in every in in everything and so for myself when you know kind of church was stripped away it made me have to rethink about what this looks like. Like, do I go to church because um, I'm told to go to church or because I think this is what I have to do? What is it doing to further my relationship with Jesus? And so this year, I think what really hit me was, I forget who I was speaking to, but I remember talking about peace that I had in the Mm -hmm. midst of COVID. In mm-hmm. the midst of when it felt like the entire world was scrambling to figure out what was happening. And there was just this fear that you felt with everybody that you encountered. Mm-hmm. The fear of the unknown. It's like the people that we used to hug every day, we could no longer touch. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of my own family that, you know, we used to hang out all the time, but now there's this virus and I don't know who has it and who doesn't. And if it's underlying and if I have an underlying condition and if I'm going to like, um, there's just this, this 
fear that you could feel with with everybody Mm -hmm. but at the same time there was this crazy peace yeah that I felt of I don't actually have to be afraid yeah right and it almost felt weird because at one point I'm like am I not taking this seriously Mm. (laughs) like and it wasn't like I wasn't doing what I was wasn't supposed to be doing like I was doing all the things that you know we were being told to do Mm-hmm. But there was still this piece of it's going to be okay because my life isn't my own. And it right. really made everything that I've learned about Jesus, it made me have to practice it mm-hmm. um, within the past couple years, which has made me love him even more because it's showed me that the things that were written in the Bible are actually true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right because you've lived it now right right and it went beyond just your typical and I'm not bashing this Sunday morning sermon Mm -hmm. it was like I'm living this Mm -hmm. when I am crippled with this feeling of anxiety the peace that I felt going to Jesus with that like, I can't even, I, my words can't give it justice. I wish that I could share parts of my journal with people. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't, I can't put it to words. Yeah. Right. Like it just, in terms of the freedom, in terms of the peace, in terms of you can be mm-hmm. in the middle of a storm and really feel like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know I'm in a storm. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I know that this is serious, but I'm not afraid. Yeah. Right. And it like, I don't know, it's it's almost it almost feels strange talking about it because all of these pictures are going through my head of what <laughs> we've gone through in the past couple. Of years. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's it, it's all true. It's yeah. all true. Yeah, it is. And honestly, like been through is is actually really scary and um gives people you know reason to be concerned and worried and and all of those things and so like being able to like draw on peace in the times of uncertainty um it's it's such a gift and for me it really is a, a a testament to what we've been taught and what we've been raised in and how how it can actually work and how it can actually look practically in everyday life and I, I think what I've what I've learned is that um, there's only so much that can be done from the pulpit. There's only so yeah. much I can gain from a sermon. It has its limitations. It is amazing and extremely helpful and has informed a lot of spiritual practice and knowledge. Um, but then that's that's the kicker is that it actually needs to be practiced um, in order for it to have like some really tangible uh, change in your life. And I think that, you know, not everybody goes home and actually tries to what they've read or learned. And so when that happens, it can be really easy to take in what you hear and misinterpret it or take in what you hear and take it as gospel without actually consulting the gospel. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Um, completely. So I, I feel like oh, it's it can get really complicated and messy about that. I'll talk about like my own journey through the pandemic. Um, 
honestly, <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> as, far as, like, <laughs> as far as my personal like relationship with Jesus, I would say, especially in the year of 2020, I probably grew more and spent more time with Jesus than I did in previous years when I was attending church every Sunday. Right. Um, and I say that because it really forced me to take it upon myself to ensure that I was being intentional about right. spending time with Jesus because it was no longer a guaranteed touch point each week. So right. I think before the pandemic, I knew I was going to church every Sunday and likely Friday because I was a youth leader for many years. Right. Um, and so I knew that there was for sure going to be at least two points in my week where I was for sure going to spend like a decent amount of time with Jesus, whether it was in pre- preparation for ministry or if it, or being Sunday morning and like sitting and receiving. Right. Um, and so when that was removed, even though there was like church, I'm not going to lie. After the first three weeks, it was really easy. Not, yes, <laughs> not to tune in to virtual yes. church because it's a live stream. And right. so if I like, so I, I, all I have to do is turn on the TV or turn on my phone in order to connect to it. But two, I can watch it at any point in the day. And then suddenly right. all of Sunday's gone and I haven't watched it. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. So, and for me, because I knew I, I, I know that Jesus is my sanity, it turned into, well, I got to really make sure that I'm being intentional about this because if I'm missing whatever's going on on Sunday at the time that it's going on, I need to make sure that I'm still connecting with Jesus throughout the week. And so um, what ended up happening is like some Sunday mornings, I'd just be like in my devos and be like, it's time for the live stream. But I'm like, I'm actually really good just chilling here with you. <laughs> right. Um, and I found more moments where I was vulnerable enough and brave enough to like try and sit, like try and listen and try and hear if I could, you know, hear what God was saying to me, hear what Jesus was saying to me. Um, And more often than not, like that felt like getting more out of it than like sitting and listening to a sermon. Right. I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well. No, you are. (laughs) No, you are. Um, And so slowly but surely, like not really tuning in, which is, it's interesting because like, it was a time when I felt like everybody around me was not only tuning into our church, but also tuning into multiple churches that were, that were running service. And I found myself uh, really digging in, sorry, going back to explaining Christian terms. When I say devos. (laughs) Oh, see, I didn't even catch it. Right. I just said it without even thinking about it, but y'all were like, what the heck does she mean? Anyways, when I say devos, devos is often, Uh, what people refer to when they're talking about time that we devote to spending time with Jesus or time that we devote to um, studying the Bible. And so that's what it generally is for me is like time that I, that I specifically spend to studying the Bible. Um, And before the pandemic, I tapped into like this creative way of studying the Bible that I was really into. Um, And through the pandemic, like it was everything. And I think it really, uh, I really dived into it um, and it just became this really beautiful practice for me. I would like read a passage, study the words and like learn about like the history behind the meaning of the words and things like that. And then I'd create like an art piece from it. And then it just always felt like 
Jesus was just downloading things into my brain about like those scriptures and stuff or speaking to me about like, you know, my life or my future or whatever from those pieces. And so like those moments um, just became so much more meaningful to me and I craved them more. And I found that I was like seeking those moments more and feeling so fulfilled by them um, that when it came to like a sermon, I was like, you're not even speaking my language. You're not even, you know, talking about things that like, I'm going through right now. Yes, right. we're all going through the pandemic, great day, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I think I had peace about it early on because I'm like, anything's possible and we know end times are coming eventually. So <laughs> I, right. like that, like it, like it was a thing, but not a thing. Like, I don't know, fear, but not fear, stress, but not stress. Because right. I, I don't know, you, you know what I've been through, Tish. So like, yes. I'm always on this tip of like, whatever the, the will of the Lord is, that's what we're doing. <laughs> right. Um, right. Kind of thing. But anyways, uh, there was a specific point in the pandemic where I realized that I wasn't craving another sermon. I was cre- craving interaction with other Christians where we could talk about what we right. want, where yes. we could, um, you know, gain knowledge from each other, where we could hear each other's stories and testimonies and ask questions and and just compare notes even to like, okay, well, when I read this, this is what I got out of it. What did you get out of it? And just like, you know, because I I find often when I do listen to a sermon that I have so many questions that I want to ask the person sharing, but you can't. Um, And so like, I don't know, that, that was something that had bothered me before but through the pandemic just like became even more evident to me that I'm like I'm sitting in a pew for another week is is not what I had been craving for a really long time right and so like getting my time in with Jesus on my own and then like connecting with the other Christians in my life and having like challenging conversations with them was actually like really fulfilling for me in that time like even with yourself and Tommy like I know whenever I came over like we would have really interesting conversations (laughs) about our faith and our beliefs and you know our relationship with Jesus and so um I think through the through the pandemic like that really grew in me and so when church opened back up I was like I don't know if that's what I need anymore (laughs) right Right. The need for Jesus will never go away. I will right. always, always, always need Jesus. But um, I think for me, like the way community, um, Christian community works changed for me. Like mm-hmm. my expectations of it and my my need of it changed. So I still need Christian community desperately. I crave it so much. Right. Um, but what it looks like and how I get there has has really, really changed. And I feel like the pandemic was such a catalyst for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I completely agree. I completely agree. And if anything, like Tom and I have said so many times, I wonder if this shakeup with COVID and us having these small get togethers with each other that really in, you know, anytime Tom and I would get together with friends, whether it be single friends, married couples, whatever, and we would talk about our faith and we would talk about what we were going on. It was so edifying. It was so yes. like, I am actually working out my faith. Like yeah. I'm actually like challenging it. And I'm actually seeing if this actually works for me. Mm. And when you think about, when you read the Bible, um, especially like new Testament, mm-hmm. um, it, it seems as if this is what, 
the church was. Yep. Right? Like, this is what the church was. It was people getting together. And yes, they would worship and they would they would talk and they would have fellowship and they would have food and yep. they would get together. Like, that, that was the church. Yep. And so over time, it seemed like, okay, okay, I'm just going to say it. It seemed like over time, people figured out a way to make money. Yes. Off of church. Listen. And it became more of, and somebody who has worked in the church, Mm -hmm. it seemed like it turned more into how can we make more money? Now, Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm not even going to apologize for it. It just, it, we monetized church. Yeah. That's what happened. And then I think that it became the new normal. Yeah. And it was like, you have to be in church. So you have to be here because yeah. if you're not here, then where is your faith? Which yeah. is like, what? <laughs> How? Yeah. What? I don't understand. Yeah. Because that is not the example, at least when I read the Bible, that is mm-hmm. not the example mm-hmm. that I see. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I see that when Jesus spent time with anybody, wherever he was, mm-hmm. whether it be somebody's house whether it be he was invited to a party and yes, Jesus was invited to parties. Listen, and he partied. Um, so <laughs> whatever that looks like. Sit down. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me that my Jesus isn't fun. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> he was invited to parties. But like anywhere he went, there was an aspect of where because he was God and he was peace and he was everything that people didn't know that they needed. He just brought that wherever yeah. he went. Yeah. So you could be having a fun time. And then like he was at this. Okay. I'm going to paraphrase this. Okay. So he was at totally. this party once. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they're all hanging out and they're all like laughing and eating whatever. And this woman comes into the party and starts like crying on his feet. Yeah. And, like, washing his feet with her hair and her tears. Yeah. And like the party comes to a screeching halt and people are like, guy, this does he not realize who this trick is? Does, does he not understand who this trick is right yeah. now? Like, I did, if he knew. And Jesus promptly stopped them and was like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Have several seats because this is what she's actually doing. Yeah. And he made it into such a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. It wasn't about, let me get 500 people in this building. Let's figure out how many people we can attract to this building with our lights fancy music and relevant teaching and hipster hairstyles listen let's (laughs) let's see how many people we can get here and then let's try to like give them a sermon that doesn't scare them too much but like keeps them coming in next week because you know giving we all gotta give like he didn't do that Mm. right he just he brought who he was and his life-giving, saving self Yep. anywhere he went. And so for, for myself, for the past couple years, I've, I, even in church, I missed that. I longed for that. Yes. I longed for community. Exactly. And it's crazy because like, in, in, especially in, I, I don't know so much about smaller churches because last time I was in really a small church was when I was like a young kid. Yeah. But I feel like, and I think this could happen really in any church, mm-hmm. more so the bigger churches. You are a, 
fish, a tiny fish in a very big pond. Yeah. Um, and so when you say like, come for fellowship and come because it's community, mm, it's not really. Yeah. It's not really. Right. Murph. And you've had, I've had a lot of people that I know yep. that have gone to church who have been sorely disappointed Murph. because they went in and out of church for years unnoticed. Yep. Right. And we want to say, well, they didn't make an effort. Real, really? Listen, listen, I. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because. I think they did by showing up. <laughs> like <laughs> they made the effort for years yeah. by coming. Yeah. But it's and anyways, this this year, really especially like, yeah, Lydia, as you mentioned, when you were staying here with us, were the one the most edifying times of my life. Yeah. Because we would be joking, talking, that all of a sudden we could pull out how this is relevant in terms of our faith lives, mm-hmm. like what, what this looks like. And that challenged me, mm-hmm. right? Like talking to our married friends about sex and mm-hmm. about the relationship that Jesus created with marriage and sex, mm-hmm. right? And how edifying that was to really talk about that stuff yep. out loud yeah, and yeah. find healing and be honest with things that we've walked through and walk away from that situation being like, wow, I had, I felt such peace and such acceptance and such Mm. love and understanding in this one hour that I have my entire life going to church. Wow. So I think that's why for me, like when I say Jesus in 2021, like he is so relevant and I'm so sorry for people that have been in situations where they have been made to feel as if he is not Mm -hmm. right as if there is no place for Jesus here Mm -hmm. or there is no place for Jesus when it comes to our sexuality or Mm -hmm. when it comes to our kids or when like he has a place for everything and I think that when you get into these smaller environments where you can really talk it out listen you see that coming through because I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't heard really like other than there's some churches do it really well, but other churches that I've gone through, it's very fluffy. I've heard you talk about this in the year 2000. We're in 2021 now. Like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You still haven't shown me how he's relevant. And I think that's the problem is when you're around an environment where you don't see how Christ is relevant, mm. then then it's really not, yeah. right? Like, what does Jesus have to give me in this year and time and whatever? So yeah, yeah I, I honestly, Lydia, like I'm in the same place as you yeah. as I'm not, go if I go back to church, I'm not looking for what I looked for before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, totally. So Tish, I wasn't sure if we were going to go here, um, but it sounds like we're going there. So I have to tell you, I've been reading a book that is absolutely ruining my life um, and confirming all my suspicions and really just opening my eyes. It's called The House Church Book. And it's been really, it's been really amazing to read because it actually talks about all these things. It actually talks about the format that the early church uh, created. Um, And it actually talks about it 
more as a lifestyle rather than a religion or a place to go. Hmm. Like church as everyday life rather than church as a place. Church as a geographical location in your city rather than a denomination. Like it just put, put a completely different spin and actually also explains how we got to practicing church the way we do now. Interesting. And not going to lie, some of our practices come from pagan practices that we just mm. like adopted hundreds of years ago. Right. And actually, as we've kind of noticed, not in the biblical model. Right. Um, and so like this book is ruining my life because I'm like, I really actually can't go back to right. how right. things looked before because I know too much now. Um, <laughs> right. The knowledge is coursing through my veins and I just want to like tear everything down because you know you know I can be extreme um but it's just honestly it's been so encouraging to read and so like for myself now I'm looking at like well how do we get back to that more intimate community way of doing life with Jesus and others right um and trying to figure out what what does that look like long term what does that look like at the tail end of the pandemic, what does that look like beyond? Because I think the world is changing. And I think that, you know, I think that in sooner than we think, like we will see persecution in North America of like church spaces as they stand. And so like, I sincerely believe that uh, it would be helpful to have you know, places of worship that are not in the traditional sense as we know it, places of worship. Right. Um, yeah. So, so I will share with you the book because I think you would absolutely Please. love yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, but I think that when you look at what they did in the New Testament, church was family and not in the sense yeah. of like, oh, we're, we're family and we, we say that if you need anything, we'll help you. But in the sense of like, they were vulnerable what, about what they needed. Yeah. There they re- really weren't poor among them because they literally shared everything. If there were needs, people would literally sell their stuff so they would have money to fulfill all of those needs. Do you know what I mean? Like, they really shared their lives so intentionally. And so, like, the way, you know, the Spirit of God was able to, like, flow through them right. um, is something that I think that in our minds has always just been like, well, they were the first, they were the beginning. So that's why, but I'm like, I actually think that this is the blueprint for what we always were meant to be right? <laughs> and not right. just some stories in a book. Do you know what I mean? Cause it's uh-huh. they, what we believe is, is either stories in a book or it's historical text and it's absolutely true and we can follow it. Right. Um, and so I'm leaning towards the latter. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. like, you know, that's that's what our faith is, right? Is is believing right. that they're more than just stories, right? And so I'm in a place in life and leaning into figuring out like, okay, how can this actually look now? Obviously, it can't look identical to how it did 2000 years ago. That's not going to happen. <laughs> right. But is there more that we can take, get out of their model that we're not doing now? Right. Um, and just to touch on something you said, like, I personally, I'm like, I'm looking for something so much smaller than what I'm used to. Yeah. I never thought I'd want to go to a small church. I went, remember once when I was in high school, still, we visited a small church um, to do ministry. And they're like, yeah, there's like 45 people that go to this church. And I'm like, I 
cannot imagine. <laughs> right, right. Because I come from a church that, where there's 2,000 people every <laughs> day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? So, like, I couldn't possibly imagine. And now I'm, like, smaller is what I'm craving. Even smaller than 45 people. Right. Because here's my thing. Can you be friends with 45 people in, like, really, like, yeah. good mm-hmm relationships with 45 people you can't and now forget that on Facebook and on Instagram you know you've got 300 followers or 600 followers whatever it is you're not intentionally friends with all of those people it's not they're not they're not actually your friends they're really (laughs) um but I think the same goes for for, for church like even in let's say a youth ministry with a hundred kids you like you cannot One, you can't intentionally shepherd every single one of those kids and you can't know what's going on in every single one of their lives. But in a, in a smaller group of maybe like 15 to 20 people, that's way more manageable. But even then, like, I probably have like 20 close friends, right? I'm not on top of all of them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's probably five of them that I'm like really on top of (laughs) as far as like, checking up on them week to week and like you know knowing intimately everything that's going on in their lives and so like for me I I think that you're right people are looking for are yearning for deep community and I actually think that what we believe offers that Mm -hmm. but I think the the way to get there is is the model's got to look different right I do too I do too and I and I think to like a practical, like, I guess a practical way of going about this that I can share, um, like in terms of making Jesus relevant in your life, um, you know, this year, next year for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, with my daughter, what I'm doing is we want her to read her Bible more, um, but we want her to do it in a way that she wants to not in a way that you know we've necessarily been taught so I said to her I'm like hey so do this if you want um because when we read the bible together I'll always ask them what does that mean to you Mm -hmm. right so um if we read whatever verse it is we'll just we'll just take some time with all of the kids (laughs) and it's really just Caleb is getting more into um explaining what it means to him Mm. um, because he's seven now so he's like it makes more sense whereas Luca will just be like Jesus (laughs) listen Luca can say Jesus all day when that little boy opens up his mouth and prays I melt and it's like right amen it's the best it's the best right and like in 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 terms of being relevant like we'll say that like Luca had started and I said this in a previous podcast Mm -hmm. Luca has started this thing of what are we thankful for Mm -hmm. right and so because we've started this thing I'm like this is a great way to teach them how to actually communicate with Jesus yeah and so when we pray I'll say okay guys So we're going to talk to Jesus and tell him what we're thankful for. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've watched them just start naming off things, but being like, Jesus, thank you for giving me my family. Thank Mm -hmm. you for, and it's, it's, and I'm watching them like grow and evolve and kind of, they're not even recognizing what they're doing, but I'm like, this is so good. (laughs) This is so good. So with Tessa, 
I've said to her, I'm like, listen, you know, in terms of the Bible, it can be um, hard to figure out where to start. Yeah. Um, because it's so big. And listen, personally, like, I love the Old Testament, but at the same time, I can't stand it. Because <laughs> there's like, there are so many like, and then this person came from this person and this person, like, I don't care. Just, just get to the actual point of it. Right. But I'll say to her, I'm like, okay, pick, I don't know let's start with the gospels or whatever. Just pick right. something. Yeah. Pick something and pick a verse or two. She's like, can I do like more? I'm like, yeah, you do as much as you want, but write it down and think about what it means to you. And then yeah. let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. So the other day she, before she went to bed, Tom and I are downstairs and she sent us a text of what she had. Written. The way this child texts people within the house. Within like, the, within her house. Listen, she Tessa never iMessages me, but when I'm at your house, she'll iMessage me all throughout the day. And I'm like, right? I'm it's, here though. It's hilarious, <laughs> right? So we have a group chat with Tom, myself, and her. Oh my goodness. So she texted us and was like, hey guys. And she showed us a picture of her journal. Mm-hmm. and she wrote down what it meant to her and she's like can we talk about it tomorrow wow oh. right did you ball because i'd just be balling my heart was like this 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 is what this is what it means yeah. right and it, it was really much like i'm glad that we're able to show her relevance yeah of jesus in her life in a different way than what i was taught yeah right because this to me is sustainable. Yeah. This is not based on whether you can get to church or not. Yeah. It's not based on whether you can speak to a pastor or a church leader or not. Yeah. It's like I have people around me that I can speak to about my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And I can grow from. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's a really, that could be a really good place to start, especially for some people who may not have any kind of foundation. Like you don't need, you don't need to have been to church or have grown up in a Christian household to have a relationship with Jesus. Like you don't need that or to have a friendship with Jesus. You don't, you don't need that. Right. And so I, and I think it's, it's also really healthy to talk about it with your friends and it's not in a weird way like I I feel like church used to make this so freaking complicated so weird so weird right like our our relationship with Jesus is so private that we can't talk to other Christians about it like what it's weird but then it's like and then on the other hand it's like remember (laughs) this is just bringing back childhood yeah (laughs) so Remember, like it's important. <laughs> I can't even get through it. No, you can't. I don't even you know what you're gonna say. I can't help you. <laughs> you gotta share Jesus with as much people as possible right. because, like, if they don't hear about Jesus and they go to hell, it's all on that's you. On your, that's on you. It's on you. Yeah. What a load to what a is. freaking load. Oh my goodness. So if like. That- there's truth to that statement, but it's like how you tell a child that Listen. is a lot. And it's like, it's not on you specifically. No, it's it's, it's never on you specifically. It was never like, on you. It was always on Jesus and he already took care of it. Exactly. Like you have like, a role to play, but it's also not on you. <laughs> Listen, let's not make that. It doesn't have to be awkward. And no, just in my now, now later adult years. Yes. 
is that I'm realizing I can bring up my faith because I'm not trying to, how do I interject who I am into this? This is just a part of my life. Yeah. So when I was talking to a coworker the other day and I was asking her because I make it in, I, I am intentional in terms of how I treat people around me. Yeah. That is Jesus. Just saying I'm intentional with it. So if I'm talking to somebody and they mention something, I'll be like, Hey, how are you feeling? How's your health? Not only that, but then I'll follow up with them and they'll continue talking to me. I'll say, you know what? I'm going to pray. Did you mind? Like, I'm just going to pray for that for you just because like that really sucks Mm -hmm. and I want you to be better. So I'm going to be praying for that. And the softness that comes out of people mm-hmm. when you just, because you're putting their needs ahead of yours. Yeah. You're, you're showing them that you actually care. And yeah. that's been a way that I've been able to interject my faith with people yeah. is just through simple conversation. Because if it comes yeah. up with you, Lydia, it can come up with my unchurched friends. Yeah. It, and it usually does. My neighbors, we talk about religion all the time. Yeah. We talk about so this good. all the time. Yeah. Because they have experience with it. Right. May not be positive. Right. But they have experience with it. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about it and I can interject positivity mm-hmm. into a situation that wasn't positive for them. Right. Yeah. So there are ways to make it not awkward. Mm-hmm. There really are a lot of ways to make it not awkward. And I mean, that is. I mean, we could go on with this topic forever and ever and ever and ever, (laughs) but it's just like, it is, I believe wholeheartedly that Jesus is as relevant today as he was three, 4,000 years ago. Yeah. I will, I'd like to give an example of just thinking um, of just relevancy in this time, because you know what we're, there's so many things going on in the world right now that have really come to life because of the pandemic have been compounded because of the pandemic. Um, but there was a moment in 2020 when once again, I was doing like my own study. I was doing like a word study on a verse in Romans and I can't remember exactly what it was. I think I might've posted the art I made about it at some point. Um, but it talks about, <laughs> it talks about how Jesus is like petitioning for us always um, like to the father. And I was just like, petition. I have signed so many petitions in 2020 <laughs> about so many things. Right. Um, so many justice issues. And it was just dawned on me. And I'm like, yo, the way that Jesus cares about social justice uh, yeah. goes beyond what we can imagine. <laughs> right. And, and I mean, if you think about it, like, he's also always advocating for our, our justice, justifying us. That's really what he did when he allowed himself to die on the cross. He was justifying us, right? He was coming through for us. Um, And so like suddenly what was happening in the world was really coming alive for me in the words of the Bible, because I started studying this word petition and, you know, just looking at the different meanings of it and, and looking at the different Hebrew words that, relate to it um and it it just really got me got me thinking and and just reminded me that these things that I was like you know were hurting me and was also like deeply passionate about that Jesus cares just as much and more 
(laughs) about those things that were happening. Um, And it also just kind of validated me because I, you know, at the time I was wondering, I'm like, you know, kind of feeling like uh, people in different church circles didn't really care about, for me, it's always going to come down to uh, issues happening in black communities and indigenous communities. And at the time it just really felt for me like, people in church spaces didn't care about those things. So, so finding, you know, this passage in the Bible that just reminded me um, that Jesus does care about these things and actually is, you know, actively involved in, in these things um, was just so comforting for me, validating for me that I should be um, petitioning for others and, you know, fight like uh, figuring out a way to be involved in, in, in justice conversations. Um right. So I think there's actually so many pieces like that in the Bible um, that that relates so much to what we're going through right, right now. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I think that we need to... Um, we need to understand that like there's, there's so many aspects when it comes to faith, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to unpack. Um, and there are a lot of things that we need to work out based on past experiences because past experiences can really determine yeah how you go forward with something like this. Right. And that's why I think it's, it's really important to find um, to find people to talk about which can be difficult it can be difficult because mm-hmm. if you don't really have a sounding board um of people that you can bounce ideas off of us hey like we would love for you guys to bounce ideas off of us off of the two of us yes right? that's why we've created this instagram page as well like dm us like dm us some questions right yeah. like because it's important to talk it out it's important to like learn and read and research mm-hmm. and I'm doing all of that and Lydia's doing all of that right now as well and like yeah. my eyes are being open to so many things and it's so it feels very out of the box sometimes I feel like I'm being a little bit of a rebel yeah <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like I'm coming alive with this yeah. right and for two women like Lydia and I myself who have been through so much and have seen a lot to sit here for over an hour to talk about our experiences with Jesus. Um, I feel like is some testament that he is very relevant because we're not wasting any time on anything that is not relevant in our lives. So um, all that to say, like, we're here, right? We may not be able to like see you face to face, but we're Mm -hmm. here. Right. And bounce questions off of people don't be afraid to ask questions right Mm -hmm. and for those who have been in this faith for a long time and who may have been taught that asking questions isn't trusting or asking questions is wrong that's false Mm -hmm. that's so false ask questions that's the way that you're going to grow yeah right you're never going to grow if you keep on thinking the same thing you did in 1995 like come on like we have to grow. Right. So like, again, there's so much to say with this. Um, I wish that we had more time to unpack more stuff, but um, yeah, like 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I think that's really good, Tish. And and yeah, I echo what Tish is saying. I just really want to encourage folks that if you have questions or if we've said something that you're like, I vehemently disagree with that. Um, we we want to have conversation because I I actually think that that's a huge part of you know developing a relationship with Jesus and with other Christians is to have conversations about the things that um, we're going through and walking through um, and to be challenged a little bit I think that um, if if there's no point in time where we're challenged at all I think that our faith can kind of just get stagnant and stale I know like for myself that's kind of what happened and it's only when I started to think more critically and ask questions like is this tradition or is this biblical like when I started asking questions like that that's when my faith started growing and I found myself actually leaning more into trusting God (laughs) leaning more into like um trusting uh you know whether or not I'm actually hearing from him things like that and so like I think you know having conversations about this is like this is what it is um this is what church community looks like is talking about these things um and encouraging one another so yeah I just want to encourage folks and if you aren't part of a church community and like you have questions like Tish said totally dm us um we want to chat with you we want to hear where your thoughts, we want to hear what's going on in your brain um, and see where we align and see where we differ and go from there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But with all right that being said, uh, we hope you guys have an incredible week. Yeah, we and do. And we can't wait to chat with you again next week. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Have an awesome week. Stay warm. It's going to snow. Oh it's Lord. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry so Christmas. <laughs> Have some eggnog. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.